Well, hello, I'm Doug Apple, back with another special interview for you today. And the old saying was, it's the economy, stupid. Well, we're talking about the economy. It's an election year. Uh, The primaries are coming up on us. General election in the fall will elect new president and a host of other people. But pollsters love to have their day during an election year. And we have this Kiplinger headline, which says healthcare costs top concerns for many voters this election year. So are you thinking about health care costs? Are you thinking about health care costs when you go into the voting booth? Well, this study shows that health care bills are one of the primary financial worries for many U.S. voters as they go into the polls this year. That's the health care bills. What about health care? Is there a way that you could save money or feel better about your spending on health care, health insurance, or in this case, we're talking with Mike Sharman of Share Healthcare, talking about the value and the benefits of a nonprofit Christian healthcare sharing ministry. Maybe you've heard of it. We've been running their ads here on Wave 94 since Share Healthcare bought a little airtime, but you might be thinking, well, would that work for me? And then you might be saying, well, I don't know. What about open enrollment? Well, with uh, Share Healthcare, you don't have to worry about open enrollment. It's always open enrollment at Share Healthcare. But Mike Sharman's on the phone with us. And Mike, let's dive into these stats just a little bit from this survey as reported in Kiplinger and the idea that people are worried, even in this election year, about especially unexpected medical bills and the cost of their monthly health insurance premiums is a big worry, too. So talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, Doug, I guess the first thing to mention is I'm surprised that uh, anything other than the border is the, the most uh, important thing on voters' minds. I was very struck by this study and by Kiplinger's headline and then uh, looking at the Kaiser Family Foundation study itself. I mean, that's one of the things that jumped out at me right at the beginning is that Healthcare costs were were literally the main financial concern that the voters had, um, because I I tell you I didn't think I haven't been hearing anybody actually talk about anything other than the border, but I guess that's what people might chat about is the border mm-hmm. uh, or perhaps Ukraine or Israel, but when when they get down to um, sitting down with their checkbook and writing out their monthly bills, what's their biggest financial concern, and not unsurprisingly, because as, as we've mentioned before, people's either their first or their second largest expense they have when they pull out their checkbook is their health insurance premium. Their first expense normally is their mortgage. But if they had gotten their mortgage during the times of lower housing prices and lower interest rates, actually their health insurance premium may be higher than their mortgage now. So. Hmm. When they pull out their checkbook, it might not be too surprising that healthcare costs are their uh, their most pressing issue. And then when you break down in the actual uh, Kaiser Family Foundation study, they they break down people's view of the economy based upon three categories: those who are having difficulties making their bills every month, or those who are just able to pay their bills each month or those who are able to pay their bills and then still have some money left over. So, uh, Doug, here's a uh, pop quiz. Which group do you think has the most favorable view of the uh, economy? 
Uh, what are my choices? Those having difficulty affording their bills, those who are just able to pay their bills, and those who have some money left over after paying their bills. I imagine if you have money left over, you'd feel better about it. <laughs> Go to the head of the class, Doug. That's right. <laughs> you know, so those who have difficulty affording their bills, which is 19% of all adults, say that unexpected medical bills are one of their biggest concerns, and that's eight, they're... 83% of them say that. And that's topped only for them by other basics. Their big concern was being able to pay for heat or electricity. That's 95%. Being able to pay for food. That's 90%. So the those who are able to pay their bills and have some money left over, which is almost half of the adults, 44%. So that's, that's kind of good news there. It's, it's uh, 56% of our population, at least those in this study, were not able to save money after paying their bills. But 44% were. And yet they still view these things negatively. You know, two-thirds of them were concerned about the unexpected medical bills. Um, and the cost of health care services, for those who have a difficulty affording their bills, the cost of the health care services, they had concern of 86%. So way over a majority, nearly you know, all of them. And when you look at that group of people who have difficulty affording their bills, you, you go to everything is vastly above a majority. Paying their rent or mortgage, 88%. Paying, paying down debt, 80%. So how can we help address these people and then those who are just able to pay their bills? You know, their concern about the unexpected medical bills is 84%. Their concern about being able to pay for food is 77%. How, how can we help them? And as you mentioned, I'm with Share Healthcare, which is a 501c3 Christian ministry. And its ministry is helping Christians share their medically necessary medical expenses. And as we've mentioned a number of times before in our interviews, the expense for a family of four for their monthly insurance is right about $2,200 a month right now. And that for um, a family of four in share healthcare is three forty nine. So it's one hundred and forty nine for a, a single to be a member of share healthcare, two forty nine for a couple, and three forty nine for a family of four. So right there, we've probably helped out that group of people that could not otherwise afford their bills, and those who are just able to pay their bills. That difference between three forty nine for a family of four and twenty two hundred, that should be enough to make take care of that gap. Well, the obvious question would be, well, how can Share Healthcare do it, but a monster health insurance company can't do it at that lower price? Well, even though this study found that the majority of people did like Obamacare. They don't realize that Obamacare is the cause of this vast escalation in health insurance premiums and health care costs themselves. But Share Healthcare, being a uh, health care sharing ministry, is exempt under Obamacare from Obamacare. So we don't have to uh, have the bureaucracies that Obamacare compels, nor do we have to do the self have to pay for the self destructive actions that Obamacare compels insurance entities to share. 
nor since we are Christians helping Christians, the Christians themselves are not uh, doing that. Um, you know, Christians, our, our, our um, ministry, we uh, do not accept people who use tobacco, whether chew or smoke or whatever. So right there, bam, you've, you've taken care of a lot of, you've wiped out a lot of those costs that are the result of that self-destructive uh, action. Um, you know, I'm personally a teetotaler, but Jesus apparently did not endorse that. So uh, what he did endorse, and what the Bible endorses, is moderation. So share health care, we endorse moderation in drinking, and we define that by two to three drinks a week. You know, you're going out on a Friday evening, you're going for some steak, you want, want some red wine with that. Well, we are not going to exclude you for that. You go out on a bender every weekend, well, we're going to exclude you, and we won't share in those uh, expenses. So there's two major things that pull down so much of the... Um, the average, let's say, or increases the cost of the average for most people in healthcare costs and in their healthcare sharing ministries, tobacco and alcohol. Hmm. Those things just aren't there. And because Christians try to be more moderate in what they're doing, a lot of those other problems um, we do not have. We do not have the expenses from abortions and the, the repercussions, lifelong repercussions from abortion. Um, we do not have the... Uh, uh, expenses of abortifacient or the, um, the costs associated with homosexuality and transgender. So all those things wind up having pragmatic, practical uh, cost um, associated with them. And we wind up being 349 a month for a family for as opposed to $2,200 a month. And God is good all the time. And he, he tells us, you know, the dominant theme throughout all scripture is believe I exist and believe what I tell you and things will go well for you. Disbelieve that I exist. Don't do what I tell you. And things are not going to go well. This might be changing the subject just a little, but we did start talking about this survey and people's worries in an election year. Now you're saying through share healthcare, people can knock their worries about their medical expenses down on their list of concerns. So just as we wrap up our time today, Mike, what might be your concerns as we look at this election year and what do we need to be praying about in 2024? Freedom. You know, Share Healthcare says it has, has three uh, legs on its footstool or three pillars, medical freedom, financial freedom, and, and religious freedom. Um, and when a freedom is promoted, other freedoms are. So you want to be looking at all the candidates that are going to be promoting freedom, that aren't going to be talking about uh, what government program they're going to do to help you, which it doesn't, as, whether well-intentioned or not. You know, Obamacare was supposed to address a specific issue of health care costs that were too high. Well, it did the opposite. You can't toss government um, regulations, government mandates on something and hope that it's going to come off better. Well, let me so, ask you, let me interrupt you here, Mike, because yeah. in this survey, and you looked at the survey too, um, I think it was this survey that I was reading that People generally, not nearly all, of course, but there is kind of a general feeling that uh, the Affordable Care Act was good. Mm -hmm. 
Well, what do you make of that? Well, who controls the media? You know, the media wanted uh, Obamacare back in 20, uh, 2009, 2010, when it was being debated upon and, and promoted. They've bolstered it ever since then. We have a very, very tight control on media. Media is essentially an, uh, an oligarchy. It's not a monopoly because it's not just one entity owning it, but it is very few, so it's an oligarchy. And those few people, those few entities that control our media, print, electronic, otherwise, do like Obamacare. They do like that sort of uh, centralized collectivist government. And so it's being promoted. So the more people hear mm. that it is good, they will assume it's good. Yeah. Also, remember, one of the big fears that people had was, am I going to have these surprise medical bills? Am I going to have the high cost of care? Well, when you have government saying, oh, well, don't worry, we're taking care of it with Obamacare, that addresses people's fear, but it does not do it honestly. Rather than uh, dealing with a symptom, how about deal with the actual cause? And that's what needs to be done. Doctors uh, like share health care because share health care lets them practice medicine. And when we negotiate bills with them, we tend to be sharing with them and paying them even though it's a discount off the retail, we tend to be uh, paying them more than they would get from the government programs. In fact, Obamacare murdered at least 1,000 rural hospitals because of the creation of Medicare Advantage versus Medicare. Hmm. And then we could go on with about that for a whole other program. But that in, uh, institution of Medicare Advantage is what pretty much every one of the analysts looks at when they wonder, well, why did we lose... Uh, these 1,000 rural hospitals. That's critical, obviously. And then because you lose those hospitals, you have a concentration of power, which means a concentration of financial power in the remaining hospitals, which is not good for the, the marketplace, not good for the consumer of healthcare. Which really brings us back to what you said, vote for freedom and pointing out that when the government, the more and more they get involved in things, Watch the backside because you're going to end up with less freedom. Is that what you're saying? That's it. And it can be a well-meaning government program, but it isn't. It, it doesn't do that. It doesn't help. Uh, we do really need to have the, the marketplace work. And then what we want in the government intervention with that is when the marketplace begins to act criminally, government needs to step in. When the marketplace begins to create monopolies and oligarchies, we want, as Teddy Roosevelt fought for, we want the government to step in and break up those, those um, do their antitrust work and break up those oligarchies and monopolies so that the marketplace can actually function. Why do I keep saying the marketplace? Because then the individual consumers and the collective consumers are the ones that are adjusting the peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are looking at what is best for me, and then the providers look to try to take care of that without hitting the barriers and walls that government has put up, intentionally or unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Well, it'd be nice if there was a, a health care organization that um, was operated by Christians trying to operate with God's wisdom. Well, thank you for reintroducing Share Healthcare one more time again, <laughs> Doug, because that is what our... Our function is, you know, our our verse, our life verse, so to speak, or our motto verse for share healthcare is Hebrews thirteen sixteen. But do not forget to do good and to share, 
For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. And that's what we as Christians want to be doing. We want to please God. We do that within our sharing, medically sharing, but then we also do it hour by hour, day by day. And so because we are wanting to please God, it just winds up that our health is better, our stress levels are less, uh, and we are more content, which then winds up being cheaper health care costs. I mean, it, it just keeps going round and round. The more you believe God, the better off you're going to be. The more Christians you pull together with that, the more they are going to be able to share one another's medical expenses and just have it work out well. Well, if you're listening today and you think that share healthcare sounds like a breath of fresh air for you and your family budget, then you can check them out online at sharehealthcare.com or you can just call and talk to somebody at 1-844-SHARE-HC. That's Mike Sharman. And for Wave 94, I'm Doug Apple.